0: Welcome back, everyone, to Got Tech the Podcast. This is episode 23 called EdTech Bonanza. We'll share our EdTech wish list as well as some of our New Year's EdTech resolutions. In the spirit of the new year, we'll also talk about the EdTech tools we're most excited about as we enter 2019. Here we go. Nick, we're back for another episode. I can't believe it. It's going to be our last one of 2018, which sounds impossible, but that's where we're at.
1: Time flies when we're having fun. And speaking of fun and good and everything along those lines, we got some exciting news yesterday that I think we should probably share sometime during this podcast.
0: Yeah, there's a, bi- a big unveiling is going to be taking place, at least in the uh, Got Teched universe. So sometime over the course of this episode, we'll be announcing something to you guys that is really great news for us and I think it's going to bring great things to both our listeners and hopefully as many teachers as possible
1: speaking of great things one of my favorite extensions i just found out that it has a feature that i didn't know anything about and that is super valuable to all teachers and i feel like the holidays came early for me
0: oh no way is this an ext- is this an extension that i know about already
1: It's an extension you know about already, but I'm not sure if you know about the feature because I rant about this extension all the time. Okay. But I was just playing around with it, and it has a super cool feature that I'm excited to share. And the extension is OneTab. Now I know that we've gone over OneTab before on the show.
0: Is this the one? The OneTab is the one where it lets you, if you have like 30,000 tabs open, you can kind of crush them all down into one tab. One tab.
1: Well, this is your like super organized component that you probably like because you are super organized where I'm a slob.
0: As much as I disagree with having that many tabs open, if you had to, this is definitely the tool to make it happen.
1: Yeah, so I'm a tab slob, so I use one tab to clean it up to make it acceptable in Nick's eyes, basically. Yeah. So what is this new feature or new to me feature? The fact that you're able to save a whole bunch of resources, a whole bunch of tabs, condense them down into one, and then share it with anyone. They don't have to have one tab. They, they could just be a regular old user, one of your students, a whole class of students. Oh, wow. So... If I'm doing a project on the Civil War, and I have 17 different tabs open of different pictures that are historically significant about the Civil War, and I want to share that with my whole class, I simply hit the share button, grab the URL, and paste it and share it with them, however way you share things with your class.
0: That's awesome. So it, uh, it makes you actually get a, there's, no, there's nothing they have to like subscribe, there's no codes. It's just a, a link, basically. And you share the link, and when they click on it, it opens up all the tabs that you've put together yeah that's that's it right there that's like opening up a present just by itself
1: one tab i'm telling you i wish i had a shirt that said only one thing and that is one tab or maybe (laughs) just their symbol i don't care so if one tab out there has a t-shirt that they want to send me uh make sure you get in touch, I mean, I'll buy it at this point, because one tab has saved my life as a teacher.
0: I'll tell you what, anybody, any of these next things, you've got me thinking about uh, some of the other stuff that's on my wish list for the holidays, and if uh, Audio Technica wants to send us some t-shirts, I would gladly accept those as well, because I'm really hoping that we can get some traveling podcast mics. We've
1: been talking about having a traveling podcast setup for a long time, and we've seen some other podcasters with some awesome setups, And uh, I think that's the logical next step for us. We're starting to dabble a little bit and getting some guests on the show uh, via Skype. But, you know, if we could take this on the road, I think that would be awesome as well.
0: I mean... When Got Tech hits the road this coming year for as many things as we're going to try to be doing, yeah, I think it would be awesome to sort of bring the podcast out into the world and, and sort of get it out of the walls of uh, where we t- in our typical recording space. So I'm really hoping for some of these Audio Technica. I think the model is 2005, uh, but they're just podcast mics that kind of allow you to record the show as you normally do, but obviously in a more mobile setting, so we could be anywhere. Uh, conferences, other speaking engagements, and record segments with whoever's a around us at the time. So I think that'd be really cool and definitely something I hope to uh, get this season.
1: So the other thing that we would need, which is on my wish list, and it's not like we haven't talked about this before, is the audio recorder. And the one that I have my eyes on right now is the Zoom 6 recorder. Oh, nice. And, uh, you know, That one, I might have to save up my allowance for a couple of, uh, you know, weeks or whatever. But I'm super excited about getting this set up. And uh, I hope that I was a good little boy this year and that this comes true. But if it doesn't, I have my eyes set on these in the future. And that's why we call it our EdTech wish list. So, Nick, the new year is coming upon us. 2018, sayonara. 2019, hello, big fella. I'm excited.
0: Uh, Yeah, man, me too. I can't believe that the year is winding down. I can't believe an entire decade is winding down. The 20 teens, we're we're about to enter the last year of those, which just sounds impossible. But it is exciting, especially because there's so much cool new stuff out there and exciting things on the horizon.
1: I don't know why, but what you just uh, said kind of reminded me of 1999. In 1999, New Year's Eve, I was supposed to go to a concert. It was live, but they got a uh, upper respiratory infection, has to had to postpone it to Groundhog's Day. Okay. I still went, but I don't know why that reminded me of it, but there's a little tidbit about when I was probably, what, 16, something like that. I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, that was the that was when we were all doing the Y2K stuff, too. Remember, everybody was afraid the whole world was going to, all the computers were going to crash because they couldn't handle switching over from the nines to the zeros. It didn't happen. Didn't happen. No, we were good to
1: go. All right, so what do you do when you hop into a new year? We always make resolutions, and if you're like I am, I make one or two, but I hardly ever follow them.
0: Yeah, nobody, well, very few people actually follow through with the resolutions. However, I still think it's valuable to at least set some goals for yourself.
1: Yeah, I mean, usually my resolutions have something to do that are pretty pointless. It's not a significant impact on my life. However, I still make them, and usually uh, it fizzles out By the end of January.
0: Right. Well, we thought we would kind of take the same idea and bring it to the show, Uh, but of course, sort of in an ed tech style where we share some of the things that we haven't done this past year in the ed tech world or just education world, but things that we definitely want to do. Some stuff that uh, I've learned about and I, I believe you've learned about as well, both through the podcast and, and other things we've been involved with um, just to share some of the places we'd like to take our uh, our practice and our craft in 2019.
1: But unlike those little New Year's resolutions that we make but we never fulfill, we're going to make sure that we do these because this is going to be our 2019 challenge. So at the end of 2019 when we're reflecting on our 2019, we're going to come back to this list. It's not long but I think we have some cool edtech thoughts, cool edtech activities to kind of discuss right now.
0: Okay, so we'll revisit this in a year, I guess, and kind of see where we're at. Yeah, and whoever
1: does the uh, the most or checks off all nope. three, you know, gets a win. You all know, a right. win that doesn't matter.
0: I'll take it. That's I'll accept the challenge. I'll, I'll jump in, too, with some of the stuff that I'm excited about for 2019. And one goes back just a couple of episodes to when we had Kyle Nemes of Classroom Q in here telling us about his development of that app. And one of the things we focused on in that episode was UDL, Universal Design for Learning. That just got me so excited because because it fits so well with so many of the things that I'm trying to do right now with my teaching. If you missed that episode, definitely check it out. I think it was 2019 or 20, one of those a couple episodes back, but a really great listen. Uh, Universal Design for Learning, if you didn't catch it or haven't heard, is is just building in enough choice and enough supports in your classroom so that with every lesson, or at least as many as possible, students can choose or have access to as many different options as possible to fit their unique learning needs. Uh, We go into a lot more detail in that episode, but it just sounds so like such a logical choice and logical way to build your classroom that I'm really looking forward to designing my lessons and my units with a UDL in mind where, yeah, there's a video that you can watch to teach yourself one topic, but if you don't like that, you can also view any kind of, uh, maybe an electronic source.
1: I, I think that's a great thing. We we have to realize that education is changing and the needs of our students are changing, so it makes sense to, to somehow find a way to meet the needs of our students. And I think UDL is a great way to do that. I'm going to hop into mine now, my first one. Sure. And uh, so lately we've been doing amazing races. We've been doing a lot of digital escape the rooms, physical escape the rooms. But what I want to do is in with ed tech, we sometimes mash it up a little bit and we use multiple ed tech tools to come up with an activity. I'm going to do the same thing with our activities and I'm going to try to make an amazing race that has puzzles built in along the way. And it's both going to be be in the physical classroom and the virtual world. Oh wow! So I just kind of wanted to mash it up a little bit. I think this is the best way to do it, and I'm gonna give that a shot.
0: I mean, it makes sense. Both of those things have, you know, games built in and tools, so that should. It sounds like a natural connection. Pretty exciting.
1: And speaking of connections, I'll hop into my number two, my numero dos, uh, and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make a game-based learning curriculum website. So what I want to do is I want to invite teachers to come to to this website and follow a step-by-step tutorial, video screencast tutorial, I'm not sure which one I'm gonna do yet, but it's gonna allow them to make their own digital escape the room using step-by-step tutorials to make a digital escape the room using uh, G Suite.
0: Oh wow, that sounds awesome. So this is something for teachers then, to log in and, and make their own version of this.
1: Yes, uh, I think it'll break it down quite nicely. I'm gonna focus on a couple different clue types you could get creative and make your own, but I, I think that's where I want to go with with my second one.
0: Awesome. Sort of going along with my first resolution of UDL incorporation. One thing I've been toying around with over the past couple years is uh, the development of a flipped classroom. And I've kind of gotten into it a little bit, um, but it's been a slow process for me. I've really only fully committed to the flipped model where students access content at home rather than in class. Maybe two out of the 10 units we cover in the chemistry curriculum. In 2019, I really want to hit that hard and uh, fully convert at least 50% of the remaining topics I cover in my chemistry class to a fully flipped model by my early calculations I'm pretty sure I need to make at least five more units fully converted into video format but I think I have uh, the hang of it enough by now that that is very doable and I'm really excited to see that happen because the kids enjoy it so much more and I have seen a pretty large increase in their performance as well so I'm really excited about that
1: I know that we've been flipping for a long time so I'm interested to see your first flipped lesson that first flip video versus where you've come now I, and i know that you did some ridiculous animations and stuff where you have little guys flying all over the place for your intro and everything and they were super cool so i'm wondering what you have going on now fire breathing dragons <laughs> i don't know lightning with the uh, o fortuna playing in the background as you crawl through the shadows of you know, darkness.
0: Well, that's <laughs> that's the funny part is just with any like with anything when you get good at it, obviously your most recent ones. I like my new videos way more. So I'm fighting the urge to go back and redo the old ones, and I really won't redo anything until I at least build out the current curriculum more. I'm excited about that.
1: I think that's great and Another thing that I'm very excited, and this is my last one, is student podcasting. We now have the equipment to support student podcasting at our school. And uh, we've been talking about having students on our podcast for a while. and, And last year, we did it one time for a couple minutes to see how it went. Yep. And I know uh, some students are asking if they could ever come on. So I think sometime in our near future, we need to reach out and see if we could get some students on here, get some advice about, you know, all the tech practices and different styles of teaching that they see and what works the best for them. So I think we're going to have to reach out and do that. But I want to have them on our show, but I also want that to branch out and segue out to not only projects in the classroom, which I kind of have done before, but I want them to develop their own podcast.
0: That's a a really exciting world, and that's just starting to break in. How cool would it be if a teacher had a recurring, you know, biweekly or maybe even monthly podcast, much like we're doing, but if it was tied into your curriculum and you had the students uh, design, build the episodes around the content of that course. I think that's a really exciting thing and kind of reminds me of my last resolution too, which is kind of vague, and I'm going to leave it that way on purpose. I really want to make gamification and game-based learning, I know they're technically different, different, but I'm not going to limit myself at this point, but I want to make that a central point and I'm going to say in 2019, I will fully convert one of my chemistry units to a full game-based curriculum where the students learn alongside of some kind of game components. Maybe that's with Classcraft. Maybe that's with a game that I design or different games like uh, Room Escapes or Amazing Race style stuff. Uh, But that's another one of my things for 2019.
1: I'll send you the link to my digital (laughs) curriculum that I'm making.
0: There we go. We'll work together on it.
1: I don't know how I feel about working together in a competition where we're competing, but uh, I like to know that I'll have at least one person checking out the curriculum
0: there you go you can follow got Tech outside the podcast at gottech.com or on twitter at we got So, guys, we're we're pretty much knee-deep in the holiday season here, and it just seems a little strange to do a, a, a tech battle royale. In the holiday spirit, I feel like we should more almost work together on this one rather than fight it out and decide a winner. So how about instead of our typical tech battle royale, we each sort of do like a year-in-review where we share some of the stuff that we've learned about either through the podcast or not. And I'll pick, like, maybe my top three, and you'll pick your, your top three, and we'll just throw them out there not trying to decide a winner, but just to kind of share with the audience some of the stuff that we're most excited about
1: hold on let me get a couple things straight first off oh boy you don't want to compete there's no no tech battle no
0: (laughs) no more battle i know you don't like that if there's no competition but i'm going to say in the spirit of the holidays we just open it up and say here's what I'm into Uh,
1: I don't know what to say to you he doesn't I feel I feel like they're I don't know I feel like this is almost like the saying a tie is like kissing your sister oh my
0: god he does listen people he doesn't even know what to do when there is no competition can you handle this
1: I don't know I feel very uncomfortable and I'm I'm really starting to get sweaty in my palms (laughs) and my hands right now i think i can but can we tweak it just a little bit sure what do you got can we also extend the if we're doing this uh olive branch i don't know whatever you want to call this sure and we are working together can we also maybe pick some things that we're excited to use or we we kind of just started to use not stuff that we're showcasing as something that we've used a lot
0: Absolutely. I think that's what it should be. Again, sort of just recapping, ending the year right on a positive note, working as a got tech team and, and just letting people know what we're most excited about. And this can be extensions, apps, podcasts, or whatever. whatever's on your mind.
1: So it's really
0: an EdTech bonanza. That's exactly right. EdTech bonanza. Do you want to go first? Yeah, yeah, let me kick it off. I got a really great extension I'm pretty excited about. And I don't, we haven't brought this to the podcast before, but it just came across my plate again recently. And I, I think it's just one of the best things that's out there. It's called, technically it's an extension. You can incorporate this in your Chrome browser and it's called Insert Learning. Uh, they do have a website at insertlearning.com, also on Twitter, Twitter at insert learning, and to me, any teacher who's into the sharing of content in a way that doesn't involve standing up there and lecturing, kind of letting students work through at their own pace, this is a must incorporate for your classroom. If you don't know insert learning, it pretty much lets you take any website and turn it into an interactive lesson for your students, where as they scroll down the page and look at different information and content that's already there, created by somebody else, you just want to share it, you can build and almost annotate on the web page directly with questions, videos, discussion boards where the students have to comment. So it just kind of can turn any web page you want them to view, but make it interactive uh, all based on your own design. So for me, especially with things like Flip Classroom and Universal Design for Learning, this is, is going to be something that I'm really excited to start using.
1: I have heard about Insert Learning. I've never used it. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing some of the things that you come up with. Uh, I think you should probably just keep going and I'll Throw some jibs and jabs in there every once in a while.
0: All right, yeah, I'll run through all my... I got three lined up, so that was just the first one. My last two, um, this one's kind of a weird one, and I I learned about this just recently, although I know it's been out for a couple years. It's called Sway, and we don't usually go here, but this is a a Microsoft product. I don't really know what Sway is. I'll, I'll be totally honest, because I don't think there's anything out there that is like Sway. The best way to think about it, I believe they describe themselves almost as like a uh, a presentation tool, sort of like a PowerPoint would be, only it almost looks more like a website. Um, For me, Sway is going to be something that I plan on using to help create videos for my students that are even more engaging. Normally when I record a video, I just kind of have a PowerPoint or or a Google Slides and there's animations and you can do all kinds of great things, but with Sway, it just allows for so much uh, uh, an increased like range of motion and the images are so brilliant and things move around in all different directions Um, it almost it's almost cinematic in the way that it looks and I think the best thing to compare it to is actually a website where there's different links and you can click on different bubbles uh, that take you to different places Sway is like that but it does it in a way that is and this is not an exaggeration it's it's visually stunning it looks incredible so I feel like if I could build this into my class and have my students maybe use Sway to create their own presentations that other people can view, or use it myself as a tool to deliver content. I think Sway is going to be a really unique thing to build in for the coming school year?
1: You know, I I have to give it to uh, Microsoft lately. With the uh, pickup of Flipgrid to Sway, I just think that they're really getting on board on the educational side. And uh, so shout out to Microsoft. I mean, I can't believe, uh, I don't know, I would consider myself more of a Google guy, but I'm starting to, you know, be one over. Yeah. Almost to the point where, you know, I might go and try to get Microsoft certified or something like that.
0: Sure. I mean, it's worth at least knowing that that there is another side to the EdTech world outside of the Google platform, even though it's definitely the biggest thing out there right now. And it seems to be where most of the attention is, but Microsoft has a lot of exciting stuff as well. So definitely check out Sway if you're looking for, I'm going to go out on a limb and say perhaps the most engaging way to present information. Um, and my last one, and this is weird for me because I, I don't get into this as, as much as you do, I don't think guys, but I actually do have a podcast I'm pretty excited about for the coming year. Um, it's uh, a couple of brothers, I believe out of California. They're are called uh, the Bedley Brothers. You can find them on Twitter at Bedley Bros. They also have a website, uh, bedleybros.podomatic.com. They do sort of what we do, but I really like the stuff they bring to the table. Their episodes are short. They talk about everything in education. It doesn't have to be ed tech, ranging from issues that are, are current and happening now, a lot of opinions from different people involved in the education world, um, and they bring on a lot of creators too, people that have developed really new and exciting things and they interview them and kind of get their take on stuff. Uh, so if you if you need a change of pace in education podcasts, definitely check out the Bedley Brothers. It's a really exciting way to find out what uh, sort of some of the latest and greatest in education is.
1: Yeah, a lot of people listen to podcasts on their way to work or as they're doing chores at home. So you can never get too many podcasts and uh, I'll definitely check out Bedley Bros, especially if they're within our wheelhouse. You know, I, I love to see how different people present different topics in their segments and just the creative side of things so i'll check out that one and i also have a podcast and i'll i'll kick it off with that it's called curiosity daily podcast or curiosity daily it is a podcast sure um and you can follow them on twitter at curiosity.com but the dot com is spelled out it'd be in the show notes and really their tagline is get smarter and just a few minutes every day. So they do a timely blend of cultural trends, life hacks, and developments in science and technology. And you'll learn about your mind and body, outer space and depths of the sea, how history shaped the world into what it is today. I read their little caption there. But uh, I've listened to a couple episodes. It's gonna be on my queue. Uh, I kind of like listening to this podcast a little bit later at night when things are kind of winding down. It's interesting enough that it keeps me awake, But I don't know. It's just a good wrap-up of my day. Typically, I I listen to, I don't know, storytelling podcasts. Yeah. But this is fitting right in my day during that time.
0: Well, I think this is important for teachers. Uh, If you enjoy podcasts, obviously, they they don't probably shouldn't all be education like directly teaching themed sometimes just listening to something like it sounds like you're describing they just talk about cool stuff a lot of times that will inspire you to come up with a new idea to bring to your class and also just sort of give you maybe give you a break
1: so my next one is uh something that a teacher brought to me Uh, he wants to it's like skype but it's a it's a different way. It's called Zoom, and I find it a lot uh, more efficient than uh, Skype. It's a place where you could hold a meeting, and I just feel like the audio and video quality is so much better. You could easily take over the screen and present, to other people that you're uh, in a video call with so they could see your screen. I just find it to be very easy to use and I want to use it more frequently in the new year and especially as we get more involved with distant learning. With some of our teachers we have a connection to Kenya so I would li- really like to try Zoom instead of Skype just to kind of compare the two, but the experiences I've had with it so far have been uh, pretty superior to most uh, online virtual meeting places. You could have up to 10 presenters, you could have up to 100 audience members, and really for 99.9% of the purposes of meeting online, Zoom will take care of it for free.
0: Wow, that's awesome. A hundred different viewers is is pretty pretty cool, especially if you're trying to share out information to a large group of people.
1: So you could uh, reach uh, Zoom on Twitter at Zoom underscore US and definitely check those guys out. Uh, My third one I really like for articles and it keeps me organized and up to date. And this is how I get... Certain blogs I enjoy reading follow the RSS feed of their blog, and it stays organized through Feedly. That's uh, F E E D L Y, and Twitter is at Feedly. This is where I follow Eric Kurtz and some of the other big bloggers that uh, that I like to follow along because they throw out a lot of good stuff.
0: Oh, cool! What is this now? Is this like uh, this lets me follow different people on Feedly? Yeah,
1: so really, you're just. Anything that has an RSS feed, you can follow on Feedly. And I use it for the blogs that I follow. And uh, it allows you to share these uh, articles on Twitter and other social media very easily. I try to stay away from this because it's not really my content, even though I do post every once in a while. But I'll say this came from this person and this is their uh, direct link there. So they still, it's kind of the way that they get the credit, even though I'm posting it on my Twitter feed. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. I didn't even know about Feedly, I'm going to have to check that one out too.
1: I kind of went above and beyond here because I have a three way tie for third, and you know how geysers are. We (laughs) like to go whatever Johnson goes plus
0: another 40%. All right, you got okay. So you're going more than three. That's fine. Yeah, but
1: these two. I mean, the one we mentioned before, but there's a certain aspect of it that I want to explore. And the last one is just a friendly reminder. Sure. All right. So these would be quick and it's thing link, but I want to check out the 360 aspect of it. So thing link allows you to annotate uh, images, videos, and uh, now 360 images. So, well, I shouldn't say now they've had this for a while, but I haven't kind of dived into that portion of it. So I am going to Pay for the premium because ThingLink is one of my absolute favorite tech tools. But the 360 portion, I mean, the opportunities are endless. I feel like I can really do a lot more with this.
0: This is so cool. I'm going to just... I'll steal that as one of my choices as well, because it's so awesome, not only to be able to annotate an image that your students can interact with and click on things that you want them to click on and learn what you want them to learn, but the 360 components, click and drag and view a whole world and see things that would otherwise just be totally impossible. Really exciting. So I'm I'm glad you brought that one up.
1: Yeah. And for ThingLink, you can follow them on Twitter at ThingLink. And my last one, we have a ton of extensions, and they do take a little bit of the computer's resources to run. So I think it's very cool to be able to manage these extensions, turn them off when you wanna turn them off, turn them on when you wanna turn them on. And this extension, you need an extension to manage your extensions, (laughs) but this extension is called uh, Extensity. And you could uh, follow them on Twitter at Extensity Chrome. But Extensity allows you to turn your extensions on and off, keep them organized. And really, organization is your thing. you so. love it. So you love that one, and you loved a couple others that you wanted to try to grab a hold on. So if we were
0: oh, competing. Un- unbelievable.
1: If we were competing, I mean, <laughs> I, I I gave you quality and quantity, who would win?
0: Dude, I was j- literally just going to say, wasn't it nice that we just shared all this stuff without the pressure of trying to pick a winner or be the best, and you had to go and spin it and make it a competition?
1: Yeah, I understand that, but seriously. <laughs> <laughs> who would have won this one
0: i mean it sounds i i feel like i would have won because i brought my three best you were just throwing out you had five th- six seven things i lost track halfway through i don't even know what you were talking about half the time
1: yeah but uh you wanted to hop on board and claim uh thing link uh anyway anyway i'll i'll let this one go happy holidays nick
0: very nice I'm ple- i'm pleased with your ability to let this slide Most importantly, I hope somebody found some uh, information on new tools they didn't know about before and check out any of these things, our, our favorite choices for 2018 and 2019.
1: it is time to unveil our exciting news. And this news isn't going to be, uh, you know, totally mind-blowing for a lot of people. But for us, I think it's it's kind of cool and it's a nice way to end our first year, I guess, and head into our second year as a, you know, partnership on this podcast. And it's going to give us the ability to meet some of the people that we talk to through this professional learning network that we've created this year.
0: Yeah, so for anybody in the uh, ed tech world, which of course we are, it is it is a pretty big deal and we're lucky enough to be uh, stationed or to live and work outside of Philadelphia, which happens to be where? Uh, do you want to do the official announcement? I just want to do like a yeah. <laughs> Well, there's a big giant organization called uh, ISTE for short, which stands for the International Society for Technology in Education and, and every year they do a big giant conference that sort of brings together all the ed tech leaders, possibly from around the world. I'm, just, I'm not really sure where they uh, pull everybody in from, but I know it's one of the biggest conferences in the country, and we applied at the beginning of the year, I think around September, and just this week found out that we have been accepted to uh, speak at the ISTE conference in Philadelphia, 2019.
1: Yeah, so we are going to present on kind of the, one of my New Year's resolutions. And that's how to incorporate both uh, technology, EdTech tools, and our escape the rooms and kind of blend a physical escape the room with a digital escape the room, kind of make a hybrid. So we're super excited about this. Uh, I'm very excited to present, but like I said, I'm very excited to meet a lot of the people uh, that we only see on Twitter or through back channels of EdTech.
0: Yeah, it'll be really cool. And hopefully by then we'll have some of the things we mentioned earlier, maybe our our mobile podcasting equipment. So while we're there, we can actually do some interviews and bring some of the, you know, some of the people we're talking to actually bring it to the show and share with everybody who's listening. Um, Also, any teachers in the, you know, in the greater Philadelphia area, we've talked about our digital escape the rooms before, but it's one of those things, it's kind of hard to describe, you know, using only audio. So this is a great way to maybe come check us out and uh, see what the digital escape the rooms are all about
1: about yeah and uh another thing that we want to try and something i recently found out is that on twitter you can make lists and these are lists of Twitter handles and you could call it whatever group you want. So I'd like to make a list of the people that I know that are going to ISTE that are that have an interest to meet up. Not only with us, but with other people maybe within the podcasting realm or ed tech coaches, but do something informal like rate a coffee house, drink some coffee and just have some good conversation. So I know we're gonna be there for a couple of days and we'll probably stay down in Philadelphia even though that we don't live Too far away, but it's having um, fun. Yeah. And so, what we would like to do is uh, invite anyone to uh, tag a post with uh, hashtag is present 19. So I S T E P R E S E N T 19. And just let us know that you're going and I'll start a list and, uh, you know, we'll put a list together and try to find a place, uh, down in Philadelphia that we can meet up or, you know, schedule a time to meet up and just have a informal chat or maybe, uh, you know, do a mobile podcast segment.
0: Yeah. So that'd be, that'd be really exciting. We hope some people take advantage of this. We want to meet as many people as possible. That's hashtag I S T E present 19 for anybody who might like to meet up with got tech, the podcast and make something happen.
1: Nick, that wraps up our year 2018. Sayonara.
0: Can't believe it, but it's been a good year, an exciting year to start off the podcast. So, last
1: thing that we got to say is let's close out this episode, and you can follow us on Twitter at We Got Teched, or go onto our website at www.gottech.com.